This is episode 113. The place where the human meat lives. <laughs> I totally almost fumbled that. This one, this episode has that totally galloping more feel. It's like totally, totally galloping, but galloping more. The, right. The feel of galloping more. The feel more. of gallic, uh. <laughs> It doesn't get any better than this. Stop listening if you're already disappointed. <laughs> Sorry. Should Sorry, this, this all be part of the title? This is really, well, it is now because it's the tone control. Oh. <laughs> were you waiting for me to say that? I got totally distracted. I thought we were done. No, I was just like, I was almost going to say it. And then I was like, no, let's see. Let's see if he actually does it. How far are we going to go? And then I was worried you were going to stop recording. Yeah. We'll see if Justin knows how to podcast. 113 episodes later, he does not. It's a fail. I guess a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of a warning, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's warm here now because we just yeah. we were in our second season, second of two seasons in New England. Um, so my my window's open and I got a fan in the window blowing on me. So if there's yep. any kind of weird noise, that's it's that cars going by, dogs barking. You know, just just hey, yeah. hey, just hey, or or beers opening, beers opening. I was on, really on the fence about having a beer today. Oh, really? But you just said it's hot. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with something light. I'm having a, a summer, a local summer beer. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to dive right in. I don't know if I told you this. Um, and this this may impact the release of this episode. Oh. Um, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out tomorrow. And, and how does that impact the... The episode, because Monday I do have to work, but I'm working from home. Um, oh, oh, oh. And, like, I don't, <laughs> I was thinking I don't like... know, like, if... <laughs> I'm, I may forget or totally not feel like doing it. So, yeah. we'll see, or it may just be late or whatever, but that's all. Just a heads up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was on the fence about having a beer or not because it's tomorrow morning, and I was like, maybe I should just, like, kind of not do that and just mm-hmm. stay hydrated or something. But, no, I said, screw it. Because I'm probably not going to have beer for a few days after that. Maybe probably quite a few days after that. So, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, to, yeah. decided to uh, treat myself and right take it easy. But, you know, treat myself nonetheless. Nevertheless. Yeah. Well, um, I just don't have any beer in the house. No, that's, that's a drag. Yeah. yeah. Stuff happens, you know. Yeah. So anyway, here I am. Here we are. On the verge of oral surgery. Yeah, that that sort of sucks. Um, yeah. And I know what all of you are thinking. Aren't you too old to do that? <laughs> uh, people do it at different ages. Yeah, I just never did. Um, Something must be bugging you about it, I guess. Oh, I don't know if... I, th- I think you know this story, but, like, I only have three now. I had four, but I had one kind of emergency removed. Remember that? Oh. 
No. I was I don't think I do. It's before I lived in New Hampshire and oh. I was staying at your parents' house actually. Um and like something like they had broken through like many years before and they mm-hmm. hurt when they were coming in but then stopped because they were then present and whatever, not a big yeah. deal. I just moved on. Um and they started to like kind of grow funny but didn't hurt or bother me or anything, so I just always forgot. Mm. Uh until one day, the one on my upper right side decided to just arrive to the party, let's say. <laughs> and it was it hurt like crazy, crazy bad. Like mm. some of probably the worst pain I think I've ever experienced. Like the nerve was exposed or something. It was just oh, like no. blinding. Like I was pretty close to blacking out at times. Oh, wow. It was so wow. horrible. And this happened like while I was not at home. I was at your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like suddenly really terrible. Um so so I guess the next part of that story is the following, because I was there on the weekends, the following like Monday, Beth and I were driving down to Washington, D.C. to go on vacation, which is also the trip we got engaged on. So I'm like having to deal with like this excruciating thing. And, you know, I call a dentist's like, office. Beth, Beth oh. I have something to ask you. <laughs> Do you have any Advil? <laughs> um, but like. So I was well, still in New Hampshire, and I call like a dentist's office, and they're like, oh, "I find the website, someplace that my mom had gone in the past." I'm like, "Okay, I'll just start there." Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they, it's like emergencies. Call this number. So I call it, and it's the doctor's cell number, and he's like all pissed that I call him. <laughs> <laughs> and just like really, really like uh, irritated. I'm telling him like, kind of thinking like, "This is on your website as the emergency, and I'm having an emergency." So like, yeah. Yeah. You know, don't you can't be that mad really. <laughs> so um and it was like twenty four hour, da da da. So okay. So anyway, I go and I drive back to Connecticut and get this tooth pulled out and then drive to Washington <laughs> and go on vacation. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So now I only have three and the they're it's finally time. They're uh they're happening, huh? Yeah. It's starting to pop off. Um they're not they're still not like bothering me. It's just like I'm at this point where it's going to start becoming a bigger issue mm-hmm. if okay. I don't. And I also have airtight insurance now, so I may as well take oh, advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, often the turning point for many adults. Yeah, as terrible as it is. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, my last job, not throwing shade or anything, they were a small company, insurance is different in that case. It's going to cost me like $1,500 to get these teeth removed. Mm-hmm. New place, it's 120. That's pretty good, man. Pretty good. So hard to shake, like, hard to shake it, stick at that. I was like, one. you know what? Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. 1500 was like enough for me to be like, oh, uh, it doesn't hurt that bad. Right. Like I can wait a little <laughs> bit, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's tomorrow morning. So, I'm having a beer to celebrate. Yay. Taking these teeth for one last wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, guys. Yep. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Everything's Never. fine. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, that's on my mind. That's all that's going on, really. Cool. Well, everything's cranking along over here. We're we're doing our negotiations with our buyer. Everything's on the up and up. Just figuring out the details with, um, you know, we had we had the inspection and oh, cool. all of the bunches of things. Like we've never cleaned the fireplace. Oh, yeah. so like I know, like I know, like what's going to come up, and so we're just talking about what to do and what we can offer them a little bit of money because I don't feel like doing some of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You also don't want to like, if I can help it, I don't 
want to necessarily do things. I'd rather give them money just because then they have to, we have to like assure that it's been done right and all this mm-hmm. other nonsense. And I'd really rather not. So, yeah, we have that with our house. <clears throat> it's like, I'm not trying to, like, I, it, it's funny because like I wish that I could speak to them. This would all yeah. be so much easier in most cases. I'm, I'm assume, you know assuming you not do. in all cases, but like. Leave a, leave a note hidden somewhere. <laughs> That's all you got to well, do. Well, they're not coming here now. You know what I mean? Not until they do. They're, they're going to have like a walkthrough before yeah. the, the deal goes through. But, but, That's true. Um, but it's just like because it's through realtors and everybody's like all like My client, legal, this. Yeah, legal speak yeah. and it's all in documents and stuff. And I, I want to just. Like if we could just speak to them, it would be so much easier. Because like we're saying, oh, do you think we're sounding too harsh when we say X, Y, Z? And it's like and tone of voice is everything. You have no idea how they're representing yeah, you. That's right. And you just want to be it, like, hey, here's the thing. I don't feel like cleaning the fireplace, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about I just like cut some off the top so you can do it yourself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, yeah, and, and Mary, it drives Mario crazy because it's tough. It's like yeah, waiting for like two days for them to reply. What does it mean that they haven't replied? And our realtor's like, everything's fine. Deep breaths. It's such a strange process. <laughs> so, hey. but anyway, everything's moving along, doing a bunch of mixes, stuff like that. Stuff, stuff's been, ha- oh, hey, we should mm. put, we should put your thing in. Do you want to put your thing in this episode? Oh, sure. Why not? Um, yeah. One of the mixes I did was, uh, <laughs> Derek wanted to, play the Doctor Who theme. So let's let's back up. We're was this watching a, Doctor Was this a challenge? This is a challenge from my wife. Uh-huh. We're watching Doctor Who and I'm just like, you know, this theme song it just rips. Like it's just made for rock and roll. It's all orchestral and it's a banger. Know, yeah. But it's got the drums, the just the, the yeah. powerhouse right behind it. It's just driving it forward. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this is it's got the hook, it's got the lead, it's got like a, a powerful rhythm section. I'm like this this has got guitar written all over it. And she's like, you should do it. Like just I bet you could do it. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So, and of course, I'm thinking like, I bet I can't because it's orchestral and it's probably not in any remote like guitar tuning that's appropriate or like doable. <laughs> Turns out it's totally playable and standard. So, <laughs> so it's like not a big deal at all. It's probably but friggin' written on guitar. <laughs> it might have been. It, it kind of feels that way. But um, yeah, so I recorded. I was like, hey, hey, Justin, hey, J Dog, hit me up with a, <laughs> with a totally righteous drum beat based on the season four intro to Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, what was the what was the tempo on that? I think 140 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds right. But it was like, like I went in, I downloaded the track to, to emulate, yeah. right, to listen to, and I, I like think it was like, a little it was off, like right? 140, it was like 139.6. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like something stupid. And yeah. I think it had, it, it might have had a little bit of push and pull because it's orchestral. So they probably yeah. did like, yeah. it probably wasn't to a like click track, but. Right. Um, so, it, but so, yeah, step one was I time aligned it to a grid because I am not programming drums to something that is like free. Just to some off arbitrary the grid. thing. Yeah. yeah, right. So, um, but yeah. yeah. And so now I'm going to like make a video of like me demonstrating all the, the parts kind of live, you know? Oh, cool. Uh, and I, I don't know when I'm going to do that, but because of the whole teeth scenario, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but um, I've got like a bunch we, of other stuff going on. We can on drop the audio in. But yeah, let's, let's throw the audio in here because it's only a minute or so and it's really fun. Yeah. Okay. Let's throw the audio in here and then we're going to come back to the robot and start the show. Yeah. All right.
Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wishlist today. Banging. Boom. Ready to bring it way down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's any good mix, right? Start high, bring it down a little. Oh, I have a question for you about the yep. mix. Oh. Um, the Let's see if I remember. So like that main guitar part that's like dun 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 that one. Yep. Is that like low in the mix in the intro and then higher at the end? It might be. The guitars the different tracks move around. Okay. Well for one thing, you're at the beginning, if I remember correctly, at the beginning you have you have one guitar doing that, but you have another one that's just doing longer chords. I think you had another doing like sort of the, the yeah cello because that, part, that goes know? into the like the da 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 because it's building yeah. so it's not there and then it's not until it's not until later that the guitars that both of the rhythm guitars hit that rhythm at the same time okay oh okay. so that's how that's how I'm remembering it and I can't something open like it that because right it like recording yeah, into Pro Tools currently but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine I was just I, I was hearing it and I was like all right cool sounds great and then like later those guitars are way more front like front and center i was like whoa yeah it's, it's about it's right it's a, it's a little bit of push and pull right yeah. like i give it some and then and then sometimes i'll i'll nudge up something that comes in even if i don't want it to be loud i'll nudge it up for like a bar and then pull yeah. it back right so you're because in your brain like you'll forgive it for being quiet <laughs> you'll still hear it yeah yeah right and it's the kind of thing where there are a few parts that are like this this one little transition piece is only like four bars you yeah, know, or, or and just so one I duck some other things and bring yeah. that up, and yeah. But it really, yeah. it's one of those things like that little octave run up really mm -hmm. seals the deal on on the transition from like that aggressive marchy thing to like the epic, you know, right. galloping more feel. So, galloping more feel. <laughs> <laughs> Oy, okay. Anyway. An inauspicious start. Okay, back to the notes. <laughs> Are you ready to bring it way down? It's time to bring it. All the way down to chapter 11. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the thing I posted on the Tone Control Facebook page? I did. It probably gotten more engagement on our <laughs> yeah. Facebook page than any post in history yeah. of our Facebook These page. These ones go to 11. Chapter 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yep. Yep. Gibson has filed chapter 11 bankruptcy. Which is that bankruptcy protection? I, I've, no, I don't yeah, know anything I mean, about bankruptcy it, law, but it, it basically. I mean, I don't know either. My, I think it protects <clears throat> them from dissolving, and it, I think it, allows it allows them to them, restructure. Right, so right. It, it, does. it is in fact declaring bankruptcy, but it's not like the company just folds. Exactly. They're, yeah, they're not going like, out of business, but they haven't. They're like presented with an official opportunity to kind of restructure, like or else. I think. Yeah, um, and, and I think the way it turns out with big corporations too is it it. It activates a bunch of contract clauses. Like, there's probably like a ton oh, of right. people that they couldn't fire and stuff like that, without causing huge problems. Yeah, but now, but then they just fire Chapter Eleven, file Chapter Eleven, and then you know, of course, the executives are protected from that, and they'll get a ton of money, and a bunch of people will lose their jobs, and it's just really terrible crap. Um, yeah, um, 
that they probably shouldn't be allowed to do. But Yeah, there's a lot of articles <clears throat> around about this now. I'm sure you can go find that yourself. We're not going to really we've get into it. We've been following it pretty closely, of course. Um, on top we've been of following this, this for years. <laughs> on top of this, just like days before this, this news about filing Chapter 11, the actual thing we're talking about in the show notes is that they're being sued for $50 million. <laughs> On top of by this. by the robot tuner company, yeah, 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 for besmirching their good name. <laughs> um, oh, you, you I hate bet to chapter see that. eleven has big impact on what's going on with that suit, though. It probably, yeah, there's probably a lot going on there. <clears throat> so, throughout reading all of this stuff, kind of about the this new lawsuit and the chapter eleven. I kind of learned a little about the CEO. I th- think, if I'm remembering correctly, he came in when they were restructured back in the 80s, and they were like kind of in some financial trouble back then as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and he just has been around ever since. Um, from what I understand, at least you know, in my book, he does not seem like a, a great person. And... <laughs> You know, for reasons I don't really want to get into on the show, but are things yeah. that are not guitar related or not like music industry related even. He's just kind of doesn't really seem like someone I would trust, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It kind of revealed a lot. I, I read a few things. I was like, well, now it makes sense. Like, I yeah. get it, you know, and, and they're selling off their division of Philips that they have, the home theater, uh, consumer electronics stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, even the creditors, like really want this guy's head on a spike. And whether or not he's directly they're, responsible, they're going to have a hard time getting it. Yeah. I'm, well, they could still like ask for resignation and stuff, but he could say no. You know, it's one of those things. Hmm. But anyway, I mean, I don't. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, a, it, it's a prickly situation. It, it is what it is, and I yeah, we don't understand the legalities of it, yeah. but yeah. Whatever, yeah, th- it continues. It's all our, our speculations are real. Yeah, I mean, I think we said you might have said on the show when we talked about this last. You know, whether or not a CEO has a lot to do with this kind of thing that led them to this, him, uh, a CEO, him or her resigning, is like kind of a statement on the whole matter. Yeah, and I think it would kind of, you know, I think maybe some people would say good job. <laughs> Good job resigning. You know? Good job resigning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a symbolic gesture. I'm sure exactly. he would not. I'm sure there's nothing that could happen to this guy where he wouldn't get a big payout. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's the thing about they just every CEO's contract, like they just have it written right there from the beginning. Yeah. If I do everything wrong and everything is my fault, I get twenty million dollars or whatever. Yep. Anyway, <clears throat> all right. Let's move on. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's quite enough of that. Hey, Orange. 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 Omec. Yeah. Teleport. What is what is you? It's an audio interface for your pedal board. Oh. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of a hard time understanding this at first. Oh, it's it was a, just, like a little baby. Look at that. Yeah, so it's a little EP booster sized, like a little mini enclosure offset jack sized thing Yeah. that allows you to move your software sounds onto your pedal board. So if you are using a computer to 
generate pedal sounds. Okay. You can move them to your stump box. Oh, so this is just this is just an input on one side and an output. Yeah, so there's a quarter inch in mono in and then stereo out and then a USB type B on the top and it takes your software sounds from like iOS or Android or Mac Windows whatever and put them in the stomp box. Okay, but so whatever's like, connected it doesn't to like that, beam it there. It it doesn't live in the pedal. It has to stay connected USB. Right. Which I think is a little bit of a tragic flaw in this thing, but because otherwise we would just yeah. be, it'd be like a tone print, like a universal tone print a type universal machine. Universal tone print. But how could they even manage that? So, but right. there, there's something fancy is going on here. If it can just interface with whatever. Yeah. Uh, although I guess all they have to do is make it compatible with the audio protocols on, you know, computers, phone, and phones, because they they don't have to they don't have to deal with any software. Yeah. Do they? Huh. Sorry, I'm just currently wrapping my head around Yeah, I know. It's a little bit funky. Allows you to convert both analog audio signals, excuse me, uh, like an instrument, for example, to digital to be processed with the many applications available. Yeah. Hmm. Additionally, you can convert digital to analog through mixers, DI boxes, etc. Right? Pretty cool. Uh, okay. How wild. Can be used for a wide range of applications. Musicians that want to play, record, mix, or process their sound with the autonomy provided by a mobile device. Bluetooth-connected musicians like keyboard players or DJs employing the same devices for their sessions, and so on. Pretty wild. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Okay. USB by so it's got a bypass switch. Yeah. So like it's the a, effects that are running on it. the software can be done just with a real huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh doesn't come with its own power supply. Yeah, that that's also kind of strange. DC adapter not included. That's so if you scroll way down to the bottom, near the bottom of the page, there's like a diagram of how you can run this yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, so all right, all right. At first, I was thinking that it doesn't come with a power supply, but it's it's really a pedal, not... Like, I, I see an interface that doesn't come with a power supply. You must be joking. But right, pedals pedal. don't come Most with power supplies yeah, that's all a good the point. time. So this is totally common. Right, because it could be powered by your, your Voodoo Lab or your, you know, something yeah. like that. So I, I'm thinking there is really no use case <clears throat> where somebody would have a use for this and not have a spare power plug that they sure. can power it with. So, okay, I, I'm, I'm rolling it back. I'm rolling back my criticism about the power supply. It's, that's, just, that's just dandy. So you can go, like, guitar into this thing. Yeah. And then get your pedal sounds from, like, your phone and then run it out to your amp, like a real guitar amp. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, or further into another computer. Sure, yeah. To record them, although that'd be, why would you do that? <laughs> so that's a stupid thing. Right, um, but like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because then you wouldn't need this thing. You'd just be getting your sounds in the computer anyway. Okay, so yeah. Which I think this does kind of solve that I don't want my iPad on the floor problem, where you could like run a cable and tuck this thing away, tuck your device away safely. You'd have like a mic stand mount. Yeah, or even if like your phone or iPad or whatever sat on top of your 
guitar case off stage or something. Like you could just run a super long USB, you know. I suppose. And, I mean, it, and it, you could think of it more as a guitar pedal rather yeah. than like your interface or something, you know. Well, that's uh, something. Yeah. I threw this on here because I, I knew you would kind of find it interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like, it, it may, I get it. Um, but it's also a little bit like, what do I need it for? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you really have to be like, oh, man, these sounds from Jam Up on my phone is what's necessary to my life right now. And yeah, and a lot of those services also have, like, sharing functions for those sounds. So there's got to be... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's. I think it's more for like the live thing. Like if you have this thing on your phone that you want to play live through your your guitar amp. Yeah. Well, you know? you know what? This like coming off of last episode. This that new thing from um, was it from IK? Yeah. Uh, you know where where you're talking about putting your iPad on the floor and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of of ways to get you know jam up on your phone or iPad or whatever to be your guitar engine. But yeah. this is something different and I imagine much less costly. It's $139. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I I'd be if I was going to to need sounds from my computer or laptop or phone or something like that. I'm I'd be much more inclined to grab a thing like this now that mm-hmm. I now that I'm really thinking <clears throat> about it than a big floor processor with a bunch of other built-ins. Yeah. Um but you know, so this is this is a different market segment because you know, for somebody else that doesn't have a lot of pedals already, they might have that software is taking the place of pedals. So then they do want the the floorboard with multiple switches to be able to run the whole ecosystem that way. But right, um, but this is a way to integrate just a piece of it into an otherwise in real life IRL guitar setup. Yeah, meat space guitar setup. <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody says that, I think M E A T. That's what I Be- think of, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> you know we're wrong, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's like it's like, you know, well, the, I, the fleshy I, well, I, real life me. I say it meat. as M E A T. Like that's that's what I mean when I say it. <laughs> I know that's not like the thing, but I like okay. to think of like in the meat space, like the yeah, the, the, space, the space where the where, meat of your body is. Where like human meat lives. <laughs> And on the mention of human meat, it's time to move on to the next story. <laughs> yeah, you, I, did, you, I did not add any bullets to this because I didn't have any. Where time. do you want to? Where do you want to stick the? Where do you want to stick the pedal genies? You want to do it after this thing? Okay, that's fine. This might be quick. I threw this in here because it's crazy looking, and you know about microphones, and I don't. <laughs> Yeah, so so this is the expansion. There's something in there's something in the world called Ambisonic. Ooh, um, Google it. Yeah, so Ambisonic it was invented by a company called Soundfield, and they made the Soundfield microphone. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's very expensive. Uh, basically, it's it's a four capsule microphone recording like system and 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 uh, audio decoding system so like like the way surround sound has to be mm-hmm. decoded like the channel order and then those go to certain speakers and so surround sound or like dolby yep, atmos yep. atmos has like 27 channels or something for crazy theater experiences but like mm-hmm. the, <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's all right um I have so the anyway, door open too because it's y- hot so yeah so uh, anyway, so Ambisonic 
uh, was created as a way to record 3D sound with a single device rather than trying to recreate it in mm-hmm. post. So this is a microphone that has four capsules and they're arranged in like a 3D X. Yeah. Right? So you've got, like, from any direction, there are two facing you as, like, a stereo pair, and then there are two inverted facing the other way, uh, inverted in both the X and Y dimension. Right. Right? So the thing, like, looks like a star. And and so, essentially, like, you've got this microphone that's like a post with with these four capsules surrounding it, and when sound passes over it, the capsules, the you know, essentially the timing differences and the loudness differences of that and the phase differences from one capsule to the next is going to determine the position that that sound was coming from. I'm looking at the Wikipedia article for Ambisonics, and it's insane. Like, the yeah. visual representations here about how they're <laughs> showing you where it's hearing and stuff is amazing. And the math involved? Oh, my yeah. God. Holy hell. Yeah. But, like, once you put that into a system that is going to decode it, essentially you've got four channels. Yeah, okay. So, so four streams of audio can be decoded into a 360-degree a, a 3D. Like, it's all the way around you. It's all the way up and down, side to side, every direction. Fully 3D sound. Okay. And we haven't even said what this news item right. is. I've just yes. been talking about Ambisonic so far. So let's back up. We're talking about a new microphone from Rode. Yes. So Rode, and I, I think this is probably the first, but the first uh, 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 ambisonic-capable microphone that is below $1,000 USD. Yeah. Right. The NT-SF1, Soundfield 1. Yes. I saw the thing. I was like, well, this is totally crazy looking. We must talk about it. And now I know. Yes. Music recording uh, through to capturing 3D soundscapes for VR applications. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I mean, that's really what's what's going on here is like as VR gets to be more and more of a thing, the sound capture for that is uh, complicated um, because, you know, I mean, with a with something like a game engine, you can you can create point sources, and then the game engine can decode what you're going to hear from what direction based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for things that aren't a game engine, for things that are recorded video, you know, like 360 degree video is a thing. Yeah. Um, so we can have VR video. How do we capture sound for that? Well, this is how. You know, no matter where you look, the system will be, and I'm t- spinning my head and I can hear my microphone going in and out because I'm leaning <laughs> away from it. But anyway, wherever you look in the VR headset, you know, the sound will orient to your viewpoint because it's captured in this three-dimensional way. Very cool. Just automatically, automagically. Yes. And it's a thousand bucks. How expensive is the the real sound field, the Ambisonics mic? Oh, I don't know. Microphone. Uh, okay, so Sennheiser has one for sixteen hundred fifty. Audis Planar Magnetic Terahedral VR microphone with flight case for four thousand dollars. <laughs> Yikes! Um, 
I think that's the same thing. It looks a lot different, but it might not be. Very cool anyway, stuff. That doesn't matter. Like, anyway, they're they're expensive. The science in this is blowing my mind. <laughs> I do. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna link to the Wikipedia article in the show notes because yeah, it's super cool. Like it's worth a look if you feel like yeah. Uh, there's like lots of visualizations of like how like the visual representations of ambisonic B format components up to third order. It's so crazy. Yes. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm blown away. Okay, that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it looked crazy, and I was like, Justin, let's talk yep. about it. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that's the, the uh, NTSF1 3D microphone from Rode. Boom. I have a Rode microphone for do my you? GoPro. Oh, yeah. Yep, they do, a, they do a lot of little um, small, uh, you know, camera mountable microphones it's called it's not up here with me it's called the video micro and it's just a little teeny shotgun mic and it, mm-hmm. it sounds really really good and it's got a dead cat on it that's it's they call it a dead kitten because it's for a tiny little mic and it's probably <laughs> it's at least five or six times the size of the microphone which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, it does it does an awesome job came with a little tiny shock mount it's got a cold shoe adapter oh it's fantastic <laughs> Great stuff, great stuff. Um, so let's wait. Let's talk about pedals. What do you say? Yeah, let's call. Let's call upon the genie. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal a sap. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Yes. Yes, that's right. So, uh... You go first. I've been going first lately. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, So this week I have the Amnesia from Alexander Pedals. Um, And somewhat unhelpfully, I I can't really find a product page for this. Um, I think it might be not made anymore. Oh. Um, But, you know, some info Hmm. can be found around and and stuff like that. But I, 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 like on Amazon, there's like, two left in stock kind of thing. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, Anyway, uh, this is a delay pedal, an analog style delay pedal. Um, As I'm poking around, like I say, I can't find a product page. I can tell you that this isn't actually an analog pedal. Okay. It's, it's It's DSP, but it is DSP that's emulating 
bucket brigade like there are three bucket brigade chip sounds in here okay i found uh, a reverb page that has some description yeah like there are there yeah. are places to find descriptions um but you know it's not that complicated so whatever it's it's basically it plays like an analog delay it does okay. all the things it'll feedback on itself and everything so you've got you've got your mix knob you've got time and repeats mm-hmm. it doesn't have a tap tempo it's like strictly you know a knob based delay pedal delay stomp yeah. box yeah and then it's got it's got three it's got a, a three way toggle switch that is switching between the three different types of chips Okay. That it's emulating, right? So, you know, for for chip nerds out there, the MN three thousand five, the SAD four thousand ninety six, and the MN three two zero eight. Cool. Those are the three chips, and so each one of them is like different in how the decays get dark and dirty. Like yep. some of them are one of them's like a lot darker than the other one. One of them's a lot less distortion, but they they also behave differently. Like the time will start to change um, mm. just because of the, the, I mean, they're really, what they're doing in DSP is emulating the actual function of these chips. So the quirks of putting those chips in a bucket brigade scenario in, in that circuit happen when you do this pedal. So sometimes like the time range will change or like at mm. different points in the knob, like odd things will start to happen. Like some of them are super clean, but when your time, when your delay time gets long, they get very, very dark and oh, distorted, yeah, yeah. you know? Or, yeah. or another one might react very strangely to being very fast delays. And um, one of them almost sounds like it does starts to do pitch changes when you have the delay very fast. That's cool. Um, even when you're not spinning the knob. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, and then, so we've got one other feature on this, and that's the mod knob, which has a vibrato and a chorus sound in it. Okay. And so when it's at 12 o'clock, there's nothing. Uh-huh. And if you turn it counterclockwise, it adds vibrato. And if you turn it clockwise, it adds chorus. Awesome. Right? Uh, and in, in the repeats, I'm assuming? Yeah, in the in the mix, right. And, and again, it's on, it's on the mix knob, so just the part of the pedal that's being mixed with your dry. Okay. Um... And those behave differently depending on the time and repeat settings and depending on the chip. So it, it still does wow. some, it, it all kind of interacts with itself. It's, it's very analog feeling, even though it's not actually analog. Like all the things that happen in an analog circuit, like all those components causing interactions where, you know, you don't just have repeatable settings. Yeah. You know? Um, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to set my delay time. Oh, I don't like that chip, so I'll flip it. Well, guess what? Your delay time is different now until <laughs> yeah, you move yeah. the knob Actually, to refine little, it again. My EHX memory toy that I have, it's like the, the teeny-weeny version of the memory yeah, man. You know? yeah. um, it's got a little toggle switch for modulation on the repeats. Yeah. And when you flip it, like the whole thing changes. Like, you're, like you said, your time changes, the, the darkness of the overall pedal changes. It's crazy. Huh. Because it's like introducing this extra thing, so it, like the the range on the time knob is different suddenly. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so I just played with it briefly today. Um, I didn't have a ton of time with it, but hopefully I'll have a little bit of time tomorrow. Although I'm supposed to do another mix tomorrow. Uh. Uh, it's fine. All's well. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it's cool. It's it's a a good way to get your basic 
analog bucket brigade delay sounds, you know, that become darker and dirtier the more repeats you have. Um, it will self-oscillate, although not that fast. And it's pretty it's pretty dark and spooky sounding, especially okay. when you start adding any of the mod in. But you can also turn the time knob all the way down, and then there won't be any discernible delay to it, and it'll essentially just be a vibrato or a chorus pedal. Oh. Right? With kind yeah. of different characteristics that can still be affected by where the repeat knob is and which chip you're on. So I like it. Yeah. It sounds like a cool little, like you take it and you turn it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like you, you, you create something. I mean, you really do have to like, in that analog delay way, you have to kind of like make uh, a bit of music in, out of it. Yeah, use it as a tool, like while yeah. you're writing, and, and yeah. let it let it play, yeah. let it play. Yeah, cool. For sure. Dig it. And there's Velcro um, on the bottom of this one. So <laughs> the, that's, that's uh, it looks like on reverb different. they're they're around like 120 to 150 uh-huh. ish. Uh, there aren't many, so yeah, I'd say they probably stopped making them because the Alexander Pedals page does not list it as a product. So yeah, I saw that. Um, Chicago Music Exchange has two in stock, brand new, but it appears to be on sale. Maybe maybe they are just like discontinuing it. Mm-hmm. It it looks like it was one eighty nine. Now it's down to one forty five. Okay. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I'll, I'm sure I'll record something. I usually end up really liking the demos that I make out of delays and reverbs. So. Well, you're in for a treat, man, because I have one too. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, All right. I have the Caroline Guitar Company Meteor. Meteor. So you wouldn't say Meteor, huh? No, I watched a few videos and it is in fact Meteor. It's it's got the accents over both E's in the mm-hmm. middle there, and and there's three E's in <laughs> in this one. I I've I've always loved their graphics. I've always loved their pedals. I'm always whenever I get one, I'm like, yes, this is great. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just such a cool. Uh, you take it, you turn it. They're flipping a bit, you know. You take a yeah. thing, and they just kind of put their their take on it. So anyway, um, the Meteor is it's a reverb, a lo-fi reverb. It says here: Imagine taking the ice bucket challenge, <laughs> but you're dunking yourself in dreams. <laughs> it's it's very strange. Like it's a reverb pedal, but it's got this like delay pedal sort of thing about it as well. Like there's a discernible I guess you could call there's it pre-delay. Like pre-delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can also hear it like you can hear that that first hit kind of reoccur a few times. Depending okay. on how it's set. Huh. It's re- it's really interesting. So let me pull up the manual. The controls are um level regeneration or re- just regen. So um, level right, okay. So and we're deciphering their I, I have the manual with actual names Graphics. on it. Graphics, okay. Um, 
So level, regen, let's see. Uh, regen extends the decay and adds overtones. Um, attack is like a drive almost. So okay. it, sets, it sets the amount of gain in the preamp, allowing you to boost the overdrive, boost or overdrive the reverb. Okay, okay. It, it makes it very like, just this like weird distorted reverby thing. Mm-hmm. And then size um, establishes the interval... The, sorry, the initial reverberation. Okay, so size is the the big hit at the beginning, the big bloom, and then regen is how much nonsense happens afterwards. Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. It's like yeah. kind of like you could think of the room size and then like how weird the room is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's a mini toggle for dark and bright. Yeah. And it's just like a just a basic tone cut or boost kind of thing. There's a bypass switch, and like many Caroline pedals, it has a Havoc switch. Punched my microphone right in the microphone. It's fine. Everything's cool, everybody. Sorry. (laughs) This, uh, okay, it has a Havoc switch, which uh, is like a self-oscillate switch. So this reverb will self-oscillate. It gets extremely loud. (laughs) So it's, it's just... Totally crazy, and and while it's while you're holding it down, you can like the knobs and stuff. It's it's really cool. It's definitely it's it's towing this line between delay and reverb. I think like you can't set the delay time really. You can't set. It's not a delay pedal in terms of control, but it's okay. got like a little yeah. bit of a. It's just got to be pre-delay that that does some weird things in like <laughs> in the reverberated like kind of room area that it's creating. Yeah. It just like crashes in. It's very spring-like. Like it's got that really wet, drippy uh-huh. splash to it. But it's nuts. Like it's just, it's very usable though. Like it does all these weird things. You can make it sound like in one of the videos I was watching earlier. They kind of like, oh, here's a sound where your clear your your bypass signal is is passed through, and you know very clear and in, in front. But it sounds like someone with a distorted guitar is playing exactly what you're playing a little bit late, pretty far away. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's cool, though. It's, it's very unique. It's very Caroline Guitar Company, but I think it's, it'd be a really fun thing to have, I bet. I have not done a demo yet. I only got it, jeez, um, yesterday, and I played it for the first time before work this morning. But... Um, I mean, I'll come up with something. Maybe I'll come up with something weird while I'm recovering from oral surgery, and you know, <laughs> seems appropriate. Yeah, that's right. When things are a mess. Uh, the original signal path is analog and pure. <laughs> so. Oh, you the the dry. They're saying original signal path is. As yeah, in your yeah, dry as signal. in your, your dry through. That's yeah. a funny way of talking about it. Original signal path. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, your pedal was dreamed, designed, and created in our small batch distortery. (laughs) (laughs) I think we found that last time we got a Caroline pedal. It's so great.
Yeah, it's it's the meteor. Let's see how much is this sucker. Uh, Caroline. One fifty. Two hundred. Make up your mind. Looks like it's about two hundred. Depends. Like there's a few different like color schemes that fetch some mm, different okay. prices and stuff. The one I have is a nice shade of brown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two hundred bucks on Chicago Music Exchange. They also have like an exclusive finish with them. That's like kind of a. It's, it's obvious. It's of course much nicer. <laughs> but it's it's like this cool. <laughs> it's it's like a like a slate grayish like minty green gray silvery thing, and then like a like a soft pink control panel area. It's nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course their, their graphics are great. There's like a little space invader and like a bunch of arrows pointing in all different crazy directions. <laughs> it's good stuff. Nice. Good stuff. Special folks over there. That's all I got. Thanks, Caroline. It's Thanks, like a, it's a pretty Pedro involved Jean. pedal, but there's like, uh, they're always easy. Th- to there's use. like not much to report, you know. Like it's yeah. Caroline makes very easy to use pedals yeah. that sound great. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, Pedal Genie. You guys are cool. We like you. Try that one out for size. <laughs> Sorry, I just clicked over to the FAQ, um, and they're answering you know basic questions like what's the current draw, stuff like that. Why this pedal doesn't have tails, trails, and bypass. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, why? What's this thing rattling around inside my pedal? If you yeah. open it up, you'll probably discover the aforementioned nine volt DC battery clip. You'll also discover a special message we wrote inside your pedal on the back plate. Oh, I don't have it with me. It's downstairs. Shoot. <laughs> hmm. Oops. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I, I gotta. I will call you tomorrow. I'll leave you a voicemail. All right. I'll put it in in post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna forget. Uh, Actually, yeah, I got the Pedal Genie box, and I could hear it rattling like inside the envelope still. <laughs> the, the battery clip. Yep. This pedal is kind of noisy in my rig. Yeah, it's an analog reverb. Yeah, it does create. If you thought a analog bit of delays yeah. were noisy, get ready for analog reverbs. <laughs> they exist, and they do that. They're like what noise floor? <laughs> <laughs> it says hold, noise hold is a beer. curious thing, and then they yeah. go on for like six more paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway cool thanks Pedal Genie thanks Pedal Genie keep it going oh I got an email from uh, the Genie from one of the Genie's many heads uh, uh-huh. a, a little while ago is it telling um, you to put some stuff in your wish list it, it, it was but it, I actually still had stuff but they'd I'd made my wish list so long so long ago that I just haven't had to touch it for ages I, like yeah, I haven't probably really a either. year and uh, he was like, uh, so a bunch, like almost everything that's left on your wish list, we don't have anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I went ahead and emptied it out for you. And, I, and you know, I'm going to need you to go pick out some more stuff. So I went back and there were like three things left. And so oh, I, just, I just went and, f- and filled it all back I up. I still have, a, stuff, I have 63 items on my wish list right now. Most, many, I have added uh, the first time. And... You know, then I'll go in and like I'll see a social media post where they're like, you know, look at all this new inventory we got, and I go and add mm-hmm. them all to my list. Yeah, um, but yeah. there's there's plenty of stuff that's been in here since the day we started with Battle G. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Well, some of that stuff might not exist anymore, and they're not going to notice and clean it out for you until you get down to nothing. And since you keep not getting down to nothing, yeah, it's true. You're never going to get the purge. You know, it is. I look at one pedal, and I'm like, well, what else do these guys make? And then I add all the rest <laughs> of them to my list. Also, yeah, I tend to go by category. Um, and I look oh, for really? things with interesting names and or interesting graphics, and I add. I, I seriously like that's how much thought I put into it. That's fine. Yeah. Like I've had the TC Electronic NR1 Nova Reverb on my list since day one. Like it's one of TC's <laughs> kind of old pedals before the tone print line. It's before they were good. <laughs> Maybe yeah, were but it's fine, it's also sure. like kind of big. You know, I, I just oh. I don't I don't think I need this. But I remember it, it back in the day it being like. That was like the reverb before yeah. we were we were in a world of Strymon and stuff like that. Right, right. New from Earthquaker Devices, Pyramids Stereo Flanging Device. Oh, I get it. You do? You look very concerned. Uh, I'm just deciphering this thing. Okay, so so we've got a stereo flanger. So that means it can accept stereo input and stereo output. Mm-hmm. We've got a bypass switch and a tap slash trigger switch. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. Oh. It's, if you look carefully, it says activate and not bypass. So it's they're they're calling it some I forget what the they like some earthquaker word for it. What is it? Um, flexi switch technology. So what this is <laughs> is um, when you step on it and you just like click it like a normal pedal, it yeah. turns on. You click it again, it turns off. You push and hold it, it it's momentary, and when you release, it's oh. it doesn't latch. So you have a latching and a momentary under one foot switch that you don't have to switch any kind of like internal dip switch That's or anything like that. That's pretty good. I wonder what the minimum time, the minimum is, time for, is for momentary. I'm not sure, but I, I like it because yeah. flangers can get really strange. And if you want it just for like this instant kind of whoosh. Yeah. 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 That's a great use for a flanger. Yeah. You don't have to click the pedal twice. You can just stomp on it and lean mm-hmm. in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yes, please continue. Okay. Do you remember where uh, you left off? <laughs> uh, I was doing switches. So now we've got a, a rate and tap. Uh, it looks like a range, like a three-way toggle for the range, slow, normal, fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's a, sorry, it's a subdivision. Yeah, okay. Subdivisions. Right on. Okay, so now we've got a manual knob, a rate knob, a width knob, and a mix knob. So we know what width and mix and rate are. What is manual? Manual controls the delay time of the modulated signal. Okay, so as in manual adjustment instead of tap trigger. Um, no, that's not no, right, because the tap trigger no. is going to be like the, the cycles. The, rate. the tap is the rate. So yeah. like, on, like flangers... The control is called manual. Like I have a flanger huh. downstairs that says manual on it. Interesting. It, it can also be controlled Never via expression pedal on this thing, uh, but it's it adjusts because a, a flange occurs by delaying the the delaying a copy the of the signal, signal not yeah. long enough to be perceptible as a separate instance. Yes, but so enough it controls, to be it causes phase changes. Right. So this controls that delay time, which adjusts how the flanger sounds. So right. there you go. Uh, then we've got 
uh, a feedback and a modify knob. Yep. So the modify changes depending on which of the presets and which mode of flanging you're in. Yeah. So, yeah. And feedback is kind of to do with like the regeneration of the whole thing, right? Like Uh, feedback regeneration control, right, for the modulated signal. Flangers do have that. Um, Okay. So then we have a preset bank. So either, I guess, live as in it listens to its knobs or five presets. Mm -hmm. And then a mode rotary switch also with a bunch of different modes. Um, I assume those are like wave shapes and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's like classic, there's through zero, there's a random option, there's a step option, um, trigger up, which is like sensitivity controlled. Oh, um, cool. There's barber trigger pull up. Trigger up and trigger down, yeah. Yep, yep. There's barber pull up and down. Um, That's all of them. Yeah. You've and said them all. I have, yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so because it's stereo in and out, you can use it as a standard guitar pedal, mono in, mono out. You can create stereo from it and go one guitar into two amps. Mm-hmm. You can also go uh, like keys or synth stereo into two amps or speakers or whatever. You can go guitar and keys in to two amps. You can go guitar and oh. keys into one amp. Okay, yeah. You could also have this follow uh, other stereo effects too. Like sure, this of course. Right, yeah. like if a stereo chain already exists, then it can continue to exist. Yeah, yeah. So, right, but being able to run the guitar into the left channel and keys into the, like a synth into the... And have the, the pedal itself sum them into an amp, yeah. Yeah. Radical. Pretty awesome. This is a really good sounding flanger. It does all of the classic flanger sounds you want and need. Really subtle, like sloshy, whooshy chorus type stuff. Very policey, very just lush and mm-hmm. nice. But it also, with things like Step and Random, it gets really cool. I loved, I had a phaser with a, uh, a random and a step mode, and they were so fun. Like, mine didn't sound that good because it was just a boss thing, but it was such a unique sound, and I, I just really loved, like, how it, it, you can just make some cool stuff with it. Especially, like, if you're taking that random sound and then looping it in a delay. Like, you can create all these, like, interesting, like, create soundscapes type stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So I, I'm I'm reading a little more about these different modes and that mode where you have a guitar. Uh, guitar so so you have a guitar and a key input and then it's summing into a single amp. Mm-hmm. So you just use the left output, um, mm-hmm. and your guitar is in the left input. So you have a keyboard or a drum machine or any like CV source or whatever into the other input, and if you put it in the trigger up or down modes that external device that's plugged into the other input will re-trigger the flanger. Oh, rad. Right? So you can have that going, triggering your flanger. Like you could have a drum machine triggering your flanger sequence while you're playing through it into your amp. But that, that whatever that is that's triggering it isn't passed through the audio. I see. Okay. Yeah. And I think it, it, it reads like that's just in the trigger up down modes. But that's really I don't know. sweet. Because then, because then they have it here where you use one into you end up you end up with two discrete 
signal paths so the into thing two the, different amplifiers. The other thing about the preset and the mode switches or dials. <laughs> no, it says, sorry, to use two pyramids with two mono sources into eventually two mono amps. And at the end, he says, I have no idea why anyone would want to do this, but it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, is In regards to the two rotary switches that go between the presets and the modes, the presets are kind of just a jumping off point. It's just five sounds that, like, just factory presets. Here, use mm -hmm. these. You can create anything using the mode switch. So the modes, like we mentioned before, the trigger up, the, you know, barber pull down, through zero, all that stuff. You can make your own and, and just use that instead. The preset stuff is not assignable. So it's just going to live on that rotary switch. So you can kind of almost have like, I guess, six presets kind of, if you're, depending on if you're using the built-in one, mm -hmm. the built-in five, plus the kind of live setting of the pedal. Right on. And you can, there is an expression input on this as well. So you can uh, manipulate the manual, which is the, like we said, the delay time of the modulated signal. Cool. Cool, cool. That's it, man. And it looks rad. It's like a double wide. It's got like this pretty sweet, mm -hmm. like bluey purple and teal artwork. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's cool. It's typical Earthquaker. Typical Earthquaker. Excellent as always. They're the ones from Akron, right? I think so. They're the ones that are like, yeah, we're in Akron. Don't come visit us. Yeah. <laughs> PCB is populated by a combination of artificial and human intelligence in the Akron, Ohio of America. <laughs> in the Akron, oh, oh, in the Akron, Ohio of America. That's really yeah. good. Hmm. Cool. Well, hey, that's all I got, man. The Great Sphinx. Sorry, this is <laughs> each 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 and every pyramids is completely assembled, wired, and tested by total human beings in the Great Sphinx of Akron, Ohio, which coincidentally <laughs> looks exactly like the cover of Iron Maiden's Power Slave. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This is digital. Yeah, it's DSP. Yep. That's cool. 24-bit, 96 kilohertz. Power Slave came out in 1984, in case you were wondering. No one was. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Martin Birch. All right. You ready to wrap this sucker up? Yep, let's do it. Oh, my God. 30 seconds to 60 minutes, Derek. We're going to actually finish a recording before 60 minutes. <laughs> Say it in so quick, quick, get up. I gotta get the robot up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're saying uh, goodbye, everybody. Uh, 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 I'm Justin. This is Derek. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, to all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening and fuck off. So, thanks three, for listening like 80 four, times and then three, <laughs> two, one, 60. I've been recording a little bit longer, so I'm at an hour yeah. and one minute. It's fine. <laughs> F you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.